What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. As always, thank you for tuning in. So as of right now, I have the the live footage of the House voting on impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas. Yes, this is round two. You remember in a couple segments. Um, you remember last week I said that it wasn't over. You know, they were missing Steve Scalise. There were some problems with with the numbers that they had, and then they were going to give it another shot next week. Well, today is the day. And and I said last week, I told you, I think they're probably going to actually get it through. And I still do think they're going to get it through. I'm watching it right now as we speak. And if it ends up, um, if it ends up going through while we're recording the show, I'll let you know. So House Republicans are expected to vote on a historic resolution to finally impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. This comes after three rhino lawmakers bailed Mayorkas out last week. Yes, people were pretty pissed off about it. Um, I'm still pissed off with the Republicans that voted against this stuff. They just don't understand what time it is, folks. And we have a real problem right now with these rhino Republicans you know, these Bush Romneyites that are still in the GOP, they're still Republicans, the establishment rhinos, people like Gallagher, this guy. And the problem is that these people, you know, they're not in the pocket of the American people. They are in the pocket of big donors and special interests. We all know this. We talk about it all the time. And I think I was actually talking to my brother and I think he may be right. I think the American people are starting to catch on. That this is the system that they've been using for the last five decades, 60 years. And now people are starting to pay attention. And now people are starting to see where the problem lies. If it was any other time, if this was before Donald Trump, they would have got these bills passed with no problem. They would have had no objection from anybody. And this is why we're $33 trillion in debt. Is because these people are not doing what's in the best interest of the people, but what's in the best interest of themselves and their wallets and their careers and their future and their future board seats. All of it. We come last. And I think the American people are sick and tired of it, man. They are. I know I am. And I know lots and lots of my fellow Americans that agree. And I haven't met one person. And I talked to a lot of people, folks. I haven't met one person that said they, they, wanted, they wanted money going to Ukraine. Now, one person have I met that agrees that we should send $95 billion to Ukraine. The most common answer I get is, yes, I feel like we should support Ukraine, but now isn't the time. That, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, that's exactly the average answer I get is that answer right there. And I couldn't agree more. Now is not the time to send $95 billion to secure another country's border. It just isn't. And so I think the American people are just sick and tired of this garbage, man. And it's, and it's because of the southern border. I mean, it should be just freaking mind-blowing to people how we have an open southern border that was all done on purpose. By the sitting president and his Department of Homeland Security chief, Alejandro Mayorkas. And that's why he is getting impeached. And in fact, there was a House Republican that just wanted to expand the impeachment articles to include Joe Biden. And he should be. 
He absolutely should be. The problem with the Republicans, one of, and I think it was Gallagher, his excuse was that it didn't reach the level of impeachment. Like what? Opening up, purposely opening up our southern border, allowing millions and millions of illegal immigrants to invade our country doesn't reach the level of impeachment. This is what I'm saying. These people don't know what they're doing because they're not there for us. They're there for them. My brother said it best. He said these people, they they get into politics to make more money, to better their future, to better their career so that they can get out and they get these seats on, on Raytheon, Boeing. They get... You know, because they can say, oh, I used to be a senator or I used to be a congressman. And then they can pretty much go sit at any board and make a hundred, hundred fifty thousand, two hundred fifty thousand a year doing nothing. These people are the worst of the worst. Not all of them, most of them. Why? Because right now our politics attract exactly the wrong people. We have exactly the wrong people inside our government running our country. And we have the exact right people. They're on the outside, working a job, paying their taxes, paying their bills, being patriotic Americans. Those people should be the ones on the inside running our country. And Thomas Sowell said it the best. The people that should be in politics aren't, and the people that shouldn't be in politics are. It's that simple. And honestly, he is probably one of the best people to simplify that. Thomas Sowell, man, was able to take complex issues and shrink them down to one phrase, to one sentence, much like Dennis Prager's the same way. These people are able to simplify these complex issues, or maybe not even complex, but these issues that, you know, people don't really have an answer for. And not only are they able to give an answer, but they can give a one sentence answer that explains the entire situation. And so... The Gateway Pundit reported last week that Representative Tom McClintock from California, no, no surprise there, Representative Ken Buck, this guy's getting on my nerves, from Colorado, and Representative Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin, joined the Democrats, leading to a tie vote in Tuesday's attempt to impeach Mayorkas. And this is where Steve Scalise was supposed to be in there, but Steve Scalise wasn't in D.C., and so now he's going to be the tie-breaking vote, hopefully tonight. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene said on X that the three rhinos received tens of thousands of voicemails from from furious Americans within the first 24 hours after they sided with the Democrats, as they should. These people, their asses should be getting chewed out by their constituents. How in the hell are you not going to vote to impeach this guy? It's incredible. It's because they're actually Democrats. That's why, folks. <laughs> it, was a, it was something else my brother said. I mean, my brother had a pretty quick, uh, pretty productive conversation just on text messaging, just within five minutes of texting one another. He nailed it. They're actually Democrats. They vote like Democrats. They side with the Democrats. Democrats never cross the aisle to vote with Republicans. Republicans always cross the aisle to vote with Democrats. And that's how it is, man. That is exactly how it is, and I'm so sick of it. In fact, everybody's sick of it. And that's why these people like Gallagher, they know they're not running for Congress again. And so they're what? Giving their donors and their special, special interests a win before they, before they head out? <laughs> it's like it's so disgusting, man. So the American people are demanding that Congress hold Mayorkas accountable for violating immigration laws and his oath. 
The resolution, H. Res. 863, accuses Secretary Mayorkas of high crimes and misdemeanors, setting the stage for a contentious vote in the House of Representatives. Specifically, the two articles contained in the resolution accuse Mayorkas of willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law in enforcing border policy and breach of public trust. That's an important one. I want you to keep that in your memory. We're going to be talking about that in a second. The breach of public trust. As the Gateway Pundit reported earlier, Republican, Marjorie, Republican Majority Leader Steve Scalise, who was absent last Tuesday, has returned to Capitol Hill and is expected to be a tie-breaking vote. Representative Tom Tiffany from Wisconsin, who was, recently ac- uh, who was recently accosted by a sheriff's deputy in Tucson, Arizona, for inquiring about a secret illegal alien housing facility funded by American tax dollars, told the Gateway Pundit, quote, very clearly, Mayorkas has lied to Congress and the American people. He has failed to uphold his duty to the Constitution, which is to carry out the laws of the United States of America. He's not doing that. And so I think there's at least two things that are impeachable offenses. The resolution is expected to pass unless more Republicans choose to side with the Democrats. And we are currently watching right now, as of right now, nothing. So, I wanted to get into this. Um, Senator Andy Biggs said something that really piqued my attention the other night. Um, and this was the last time that, uh, they were, they were, uh, voting to impeach Mayorkas. This was last week. Senator Andy Biggs was on the floor and he had this to say here, check this out. Andy, conservative congressman. And he joins us now, Andy, after you offered that debate on the floor of the house, Republicans, uh, suffered the loss. Mayorkas was not impeached. Three of our colleagues who we know quite well, uh, Congressman Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado, and Congressman Tom McClintock of the border state of California, uh, all did not believe that the threshold had been met for impeachment. Andy Biggs was really the first congressman uh, to come out and call, call Mayorkas what he was, someone who was highly competent, highly effective, and evil in the execution of these policies. You uh, have taken more members of Congress to the border than anyone else. You've probably spent more time on the border than any other member of Congress. Your reaction to the uh, the failed impeachment effort yesterday? Well, first, thanks for having me, Matt. And, and it's great to have you as a friend and a colleague. Um, my reaction is that, is that I, I don't know that I expected it to go down. I, I thought there was that possibility because I tried to work with some of those members who voted no um, to get them to come around and understand because their issue is what's the definition of high crime and misdemeanor? They all say, oh, he's the worst cabinet secretary perhaps in the history of the country. But when you cause the kind of damage that we have seen in this country, and I'm, I mean, I'm not just talking about the 100,000 people who have died of drug overdoses because of his policies. I'm talking about a guy who puts out a memo, puts out a memo in 2021 on how he's going to dismantle U.S. border security law. That's, that's where I say, well, you know, what, what do you think a high crime and misdemeanor is? And, you know, they, they tell me things like, well, we need to see the elements of a felony. Is it, mm-hmm. that is, we've had the high crimes and misdemeanors in Anglo-American law since 1450. Not quite the Magna Carta, but getting, we're in the neighborhood of the Magna Carta. And I'll tell you what, this guy, Mayorkas, is a danger. He's a danger to you, me, and everybody in this country. Yep. 
Absolutely. And this is the problem with those Republicans. Now, do they actually are they just saying that because they need an excuse why to vote no against impeaching Mayorkas? I don't know. But if their excuse is they haven't seen the level for impeachment, so they haven't seen a felony, that is their interpretation of what is an impeachable offense. And that is just not true, folks. How is it that I know this? A lonely podcaster with one microphone knows what an impeachable offense is, knows what high crimes and misdemeanors is. These people have to know this. And if they don't, then they have no business running our country, period. And so I wanted to get into this high crimes and misdemeanors and the breach of public trust. And so let's just just to kind of break this down. There was there was a founding father, right? There was a framer of this of the Constitution that's not really well known. And he's he doesn't have a lot of documents. He doesn't have a lot of scripts. He's not in the Federalist Papers, but he contributed, I think, the most to the the impeachment articles in the Constitution. And his name was James Iredell. And James Iredell was one of the founding fathers and a nominee to the U.S. Supreme Court by President George Washington. He played a significant role in the framing of the Constitution and the early interpretation of its provisions, including impeachment. Big, big on impeachment. His views on impeachment were informed by his broader understanding of the Constitution and the principles of checks and balances and the separation of powers. Iredell was known to have spoken on the subject of impeachment during the North Carolina ratifying convention in 1788. He argued that the impeachment clause was a necessary provision to hold public officials accountable for misconduct. Iredell believed that impeachment was a critical tool for the legislative branch to check the executive and judicial branches and and judicial and I can't even talk and judicial branches. He emphasized that high crimes and misdemeanors should be the standard for impeachment, reflecting a concern for serious abuses of power rather than mere political disagreements or minor misconduct. Iredell's contributions to the Federalist Papers and his speeches during the ratification debates emphasized the importance of a strong but limited federal government, with mechanisms like impeachment serving to prevent tyranny and protect the republic's integrity. And so, like I said, he's not in the Federalist Papers, or he may be, but maybe not many, maybe one. Um, and I've read the entire the entire Federalist Paper. The book. I got a book. It's it's an awesome book. You can get it on Amazon. It's it's called the it's just called the Federalist Papers. It's Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, and John Jay. And it's essentially a bunch of papers, letters, essentially, arguing for the ratification of the Constitution, debating different ideas. It was literally the it was the the idea of the Constitution being formulated by these by the smartest men in the world. Um, if you ask me. And they were arguing on what should be in the Constitution, what shouldn't. And more more notably, they were arguing about why there should be a Constitution and why the country should ratify it. Anyways, James Iredell is not really quoted in the Federalist Papers, but I did go back and I found his um, his debate in the North Carolina ratifying convention. And this was July 28th, 1788. And in his debate, very long debate, but I, I, I found this particular piece. Um, 
this and this was his this is a transcript of the debate. And so I just highlighted this portion of it because obviously I'm not going to read the whole thing because it would make for boring content. So I highlighted this. The power of impeachment is given by this Constitution to bring great offenders to punishment. It is calculated to bring them to punishment for crime, which is not easy to describe, but which everyone must be convinced is a high crime and misdemeanor against the government. So in other words, he's saying it's not a crime that is punishable like a felony. It's not a crime that should be carried out in our normal judicial process. Like, oh, you committed a felony, you committed murder, and so this is the process. It's a crime which is not easy to describe. And so this is the problem we're having with the Mayorkas impeachment. You can't, these, these Republicans that are voting against it, because you can't describe his high crime, they don't want to vote for it because they think it should rise to the level of a felony. This is just nonsense. And they would know this if they read exactly what I just read to you. You read the Federalist Papers. You read James Iredell's debate in the North Carolina Ratifying Convention in 1788, and they would know what rises to the level of high crimes. And so he goes on. He says, this power is lodged in those who represent the great body of the people because the occasion for its exercise will arise from acts of great injury to the community, and the objects of it may be such as cannot be easily reached by an ordinary tribunal. The trial belongs to the Senate. Least an inferior tribunal should be too much awed by so powerful an accuser. After trial thus solemnly conducted, this is not probable that it would happen once in a thousand times, that a man actually convicted would be entitled to mercy. And if the president had the power of pardoning in such a case, this great check upon high officers of the state would lose much of its influence. And so James Iredell and really a lot of the conversations when it came to impeachment surrounded around the idea of who should carry out impeachment, the procedures. Is a president able to pardon impeachment? And they argued this and they came to the conclusion that no, if a public official, if somebody is impeached, they cannot serve in office again, that the president does not have pardon powers when it comes to impeachment. But the main point of why I read it to you was I wanted to I wanted to point out what is a high crime, the breach of public trust. And not, I don't know about you. But I would say purposely opening our border and allowing millions upon uh, millions upon millions of illegal immigrants into our country is a breach of the public trust. The public does not trust Alejandro Mayorkas, the secretary of Department of Homeland Security. He breached the trust of the people. That's what he did. That is a high crime. It's not a felony. It's not even supposed to be carried out like a normal tribunal, just like James Iredell said in his convention in North Carolina in 1788. It is a trial that should take place in the public, and it should be, and it should it should really be the people to decide. And that's why they left it up to the House to issue the articles and the Senate to convict, to be the judge, to be the jury. And in all reality, they gave the power to the Senate because they are more closer to um, their higher up in the branch. You know, the House is supposed to be closer to the people. 
And that's how the that's how the framers wanted this to play out. So the House is supposed to be more intertwined with its constituents. The constituents say, hey, we want this law passed. They give it to their House. The House writes up the bill, sends it to the Senate. The Senate sends it to the White House. And you know the process. You remember that from Schoolhouse Rock we watched back in middle school. <laughs> I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Yeah, that's that was civics class 101 for millennials. <laughs> that's that's how we learned the basic laws of civics. So James Iredell states out what is a high crime. The Federalist Papers clearly state what the level of impeachment should be. And I'm sorry, but opening our borders to millions and millions of illegal immigrants is a breach of the public trust. That is a high crime, which therefore is impeachable. And so I'm looking really forward to these Republicans. Maybe even Mike Gallagher will get back on board now, now that uh, he's had plenty of time to get back with his constituents and ask them what they think and how he should vote for impeaching Mayorkas. And I'm sure his constituents gave him an earful. This is the problem with a lot of our representatives. I don't think they're going back to their constituents. They're not conducting they're not conducting town halls. They're not listening to their constituents because I guarantee if they did, every single person would say, yes, this guy is not trustworthy when it comes to securing our borders. He's just not. The other Republicans, they're using the excuses. They don't want to vote for impeachment because they think it's Biden's fault. Okay, well, then impeach Biden, too. I totally agree. The problem is, let's not get it confused. The reason why there should be an impeachment is because it's the principled thing to do. Is he going to get convicted? Is he going to get removed? Mayorkas, I'm talking about. No, he's not. But that's not the point. The point should be, the reason why we should be impeaching Mayorkas is to send a message to anybody that wants to try what Mayorkas has tried. The people will have none of it. You want to breach the trust of the people, you will pay a price. And you will have articles of impeachment drawn up on you by the people's house. And that's as simple as that. And so I hope I was able to explain to you what a high crime is. Um, what Mayorkas is doing is certainly a high crime. And hopefully Mike Gallagher um, can see that now. All he has to do is read James Iredell's piece on this. All he has to do is read the Federalist Papers and the Constitution. High crimes or misdemeanors does not mean felony. Period. It is not it does not have to rise to the level of a felony because it's not supposed to be it's not supposed to be carried out in your normal tribunal like a felony is. It's totally different. Impeachment is a political process. It is the only way the people have to hold government officials and public officials accountable for breaching public trust. Impeachment. That's all we have. Nothing else. Democracy our voting. And impeachment. That's it. And it will send a good message to the next Department of Homeland Security that if you do what this guy did, you're going to you're going to suffer the same fate. Impeachment, not something you really want on your resume. Anyways, so we got a lot to get into. I wanted to, um, you know, what? I'll just go ahead and end that there. We'll make this one quick and then I'm going to get back on. I want to talk about some other things. As of right now, the impeachment vote hasn't went through yet. So. Uh, maybe it will in the next segment, but I want to talk about this bill, this Ukraine spending bill that's coming down the tube. House Speaker Mike Johnson says it is DOA as soon as it hits the House floor. I think this spending bill for Ukraine, 
this this foreign aid package is the most disgusting thing I think I've seen in politics in a long time. The Republican Party hates you, hates me. The Republican Party hates its own constituents, man. You had 22 Republican senators vote for a spending package to send to Ukraine before doing anything with her border. I mean, how how can these people honestly sit there and vote to send hundreds of billions of dollars to another country's border to secure its border? How in the hell can any Republican, more or less 22 of them, vote to send $95 billion to other countries, one, to secure its border before you secure your own border, before you make your own country safe? People are not sinking out here. They are drowning. And these people want to sign a bill that sends $95 billion to another country that we know is corrupt. We know that the Bidens had some corruption, corrupt deals going on there. Like, this is the problem with Republicans. Democrats would never do this to their constituents, period. And so that's what I want to get into on the next segment. It's really going to be a chew out session. I want to talk about Joe Scarborough. This guy is a fraud. Mika, his wife, is a fraud. I want to talk about all these frauds. And we're going to give a list of names out. And I want you to call your representative. We're going to give the name. And if you are in that state, call them and let them know how you feel about them voting to send money to another country before fixing their own country. This is a disgrace. It is an embarrassment. It is it really is a sign that they really do hate their constituents, man. I'm telling you, Democrats do not do this stuff. And a lot of these Republicans, they're not even running for reelection. This is the problem I have. If you're not running for re-election, then why vote to send 95 billion taxpayer dollars to secure another country's border when you know that there was just a when you know that the American people want their own border secure? This is the biggest issue in the country right now. Voters, these 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 um, these polls that are coming out, it is the biggest issue on voters minds. And. They don't even want to spend a dollar on it. And then they want to use the excuse, oh, well, we came out with a bipartisan, a bipartisan bill. It's all a sham, folks. It's one gigantic sham, and we're going to go through it here in a little bit. So make sure you tune into that segment. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to get a hold of me, get a hold of me, Stephen Torriello Show at gmail.com. That is Stephen with the V-T-A-U-R-I-E-L-L-O at gmail.com. Follow the show on any podcast platform. Follow us on social media. And as always, thank you guys for tuning in. I want you guys to have a good day. I'll talk to you in a little bit. God bless you and God bless America. You guys have a good one. Bye-bye.